You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author, filmmaker, and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader. This episode is our special Pride Reading episode, but first... What are you reading, Bria? I just finished a book that I really enjoyed. Um, It is called... The Farm by Joanne Ramos. Have you heard of this book? No. Oh, I feel like I heard about it on several different podcasts, so I decided to order it. I pre-ordered it. I feel like I was one of the first people to get it from my library because it came out in May, and I got it very quickly. So Such it, a good feeling. It is, I would say, near-future sci-fi, but yeah. near. It's definitely sci-fi, but it's like doesn't feel that far away. Yeah. It's about a bunch of surrogates who... Um, are paid to live in this place that feels like a spa, like a fancy, awesome spa, and they carry other people's babies. And Ooh. that's not that crazy. I mean, people hire no. surrogates all the time, yeah. but the the place they are, that they're living, is spa-like, but it is also very controlling, as you would imagine. Yeah. And they don't necessarily know whose baby they're carrying, but they Ooh. know they get paid for certain things, and then they are assigned these specific meals. And it's, it's really... Um, yeah, and then things obviously don't go according to plan. Um, Creepy. It's really, it's really well written, um, and it's and people. Are, I heard about it. Like I said, I heard about it on several podcasts, and there's a reason why because it's like really interesting and not that. If you're looking for like a science fiction book that isn't super science fictiony, it's yeah. like it's definitely like in that uh, wheelhouse. What are you reading? So I am reading one of my most anticipated books of the year, and I saved it for Pride Month, even though it just it just came out. I, I waited a few weeks. Um, it's called Mostly Dead Things by Kristen Arnett, and it is such a Mallory, Mallory book. This is the one I was telling you about before we started recording. It's about a taxidermist in Florida and her incredibly messy life. Uh, her, uh, her and her family are going through—I won't spoil it, but they're grieving something, and all her whole entire family is grieving it in different ways, and her mom is doing— her mom has started stealing the taxidermy and setting them up in like sexual like p- dioramas. Yeah, I've heard about this book. It is amazing. It's going to be one of my favorite books of the year. I already know it. I love it so much. The writing is incredible. It's her debut novel and it is just I like it's one of those weird books that I can't be objective about because it's such like it's so my shit. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's just like weird sh- weird stuff and dead stuff and it's all happening in Florida and I just love it so much. So that's mostly dead things by Kristen Arnett. And mine's The Farm by Joanne Ramos. Uh first up, we have a book tip from Beckett. Wow, wow. Meow, book tip. Hot book tip. Hot in quotations. Book tip. We- <laughs> For the listeners, Sean is wearing a, a pastrami deli hat, and on the back it says "hot pastrami," but the "hot" is in quotation marks, and we for no reason for that no we can reason, possibly understand. Find, a Lang- we, it's a Langer's hat. We both find this absolutely hilarious. That it's for some reason. Why is it? Is it? It's not hot. Yeah. The misuse of quotations is one of my favorite things. It's the same. Also, I love that listeners have started when they write. Some people when they write in book tips for us, they make the, they type out the noise. Well, how do they spell it? Variation. W A. So, yeah, sometimes. Wow. wow. Like W A U. Or wee oo wee oo. Yeah, oh, wee oo wee oo. W E E. It's really good. Thank you, thank you all who 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 sent onomatopoeia with their book tips. That's um, good. But this is a book tip from Beckett. 
Beckett says, I just listened to the classics episode and I have a tip for people who read classics in school but didn't like them and now want to read more. Try rereading the books you read for school. At least personally, the thing that made me dislike classics I read in school was having to write papers and do stupid projects about the books when I actually sometimes liked just reading them. Maybe I was too young for a given book or didn't have the relevant life context or I just resented having to do all this extra stuff instead of just enjoying and discussing a book. I picked up a few books I was assigned in high school again since going to college intending to just read them and not worry about annotating my copy or, or doing an in-depth literary analysis and I found I actually like several of them. Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen, which I read my senior year and was mostly ambivalent about at the time, has become one of my favorite books of all time. Oh, wow. That's a good idea. I did not have that experience with Pride and Prejudice, but... That's okay. Elise wrote in and said... I wanted to email you guys with the book I read in school that has scarred me for life. And that book is Lord of the Flies. (laughs) I think the darkness of human nature in that story really, really deeply affected me when I had to read it for school. And to this day, 15 or so years later, I still shiver when I hear people mention that story. Although I do occasionally read murder mysteries or crime thrillers, I think true crime stories about serial serial killers scare me the most. Humans can be pretty fucking terrifying sometimes. Also, Trash Baby is now in my regular roster of insults I mutter under my breath when people piss me off at work. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. And then Megan wrote in with a wheelhouse. Megan's wheelhouse is vampires, history, nonfiction, Mm -hmm. time travel, serial killers, witches and wizards, sci-fi fantasy, true crime, hallmark relationships. That's in quotes. In quotes. (laughs) I wonder what that means. Uh, Dystopia, historical fiction, and then fairy tale retelling. I think hallmark relationship means like hallmark TV. Oh, like does it, oh, this is where my film brain goes. That it means yeah, like that's a, what I that's what I thought too. But. Or it could mean like, like because I was thinking like Hallmark movies. Yes, but it also could mean like hu- huge Hallmark relationships. I don't know, like the Hallmark relationship of your life. I don't know. Maybe Ma- Megan, please write it and clarify. What is Hallmark? Yeah. What is Hallmark relationships? Good. Uh, good. Wheelhouse, so though. you can always email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, regular reminder for the people who write in and complain that they can't find a link to the newsletter. Every single episode we do for Reading Glasses is on the blog at MaximumFun.org under Reading Glasses. Every single episode has a has a page with links to every book that we talk about, our newsletter, everything we mention in the show. Uh, it's always there. We're not, we don't ever expect you guys to just be able to remember and write things down. It's always there for every single episode. You can go back and listen to episodes and the pages for the, those shows are still there. Uh, and also we have a couple bookmarks this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, first one, we finally do... We got lots and lots of recommendations on social media and from email, but we have finally decided on uh, The Big Reading Glasses Summer Read. It is a translated book. It is out by Natsuo Karino, and it is a Japanese crime novel. It was written in the 90s, uh, and we are really, really excited to read it. It's going to be a big, fun thriller for us to read. It's about four women who work in a Japanese factory, and uh, one of them kills their husband, and the four of them have to cover it up together. Uh, we're super excited to read it. I've heard great things about this book. Uh, So that is out by Natsuo Carino. And we are, I will be posting it on social media uh, and we'll be reading it through the summer. And then at the end of the summer, we're going to do a special episode where we all talk about it. Um, Also, I have an announcement. I, um, Sword and Laser asked me to pick out one of their book club books. And I picked 
a book I hadn't read because I, I wanted to read it along with everybody, which is a new book called Vessel by Lisa A. Nichols. Um, I just did their show—it uh, should come out soon. They and I, I think they just announced the book. They would have just announced it by the time this comes out. So the book is out. Um, it is sort of um, a—if basically if you watched that movie Gravity, it would be kind of like post-gravity sci-fi woman returning home, but also her entire crew has gone missing and she can't wow. remember why. Uh, home from like a space voyage. Um, so check out Sword and Laser, the podcast, and um, I will be reading it alongside everybody and um, we'll check back in with them. But they do, you know, their weekly book yeah. clubs where they talk about it. Uh, so that's their book for, I guess, the month of July. So, yeah. So two books you should be picking up. That's awesome. Also, mm. I have a personal bookmark. I finally, the week that we're recording this, just finished book tour after almost four months and I just want to thank everyone. There were so many amazing classers that came out to all my events. Uh, thank you to everyone who bought the book or got the book from your library, uh, especially the people who have reviewed it on Goodreads, on Amazon, on Audible. It may- makes such a huge difference. Uh, I cannot thank everyone enough for all the incredible support you've given this book over the past few months and made it an LA Times bestseller. Uh, and if you got my newsletter, you know that I've sold another book. I have a new book coming out. It'll be out in 2020, I think. It's called Girly Drinks. It's the history of women drinking. Uh, I'm really, really excited about it. And thank you all for your support. I have the, We have the best listeners. So before we talk about LGBTQ plus books for Pride Month, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is brought to you in part by Arm & Hammer Cloud Control Cat Litter. Bria, you know what we both love? Books. Yes. <laughs> you know what we also both love? Tell me. Cats. Ah, oh, it's so true. We both have cats and we both like them a lot. I am obs- Well, you know I'm obsessed with my cat. I know. But you know what the only bad part about having a cat is? It's hard to name any bad parts about having a cat. That's not true. Okay. What, <laughs> it, what is it? <laughs> you have to clean up their litter box. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> So this is why Arm & Hammer created new cloud control litter. No cloud of nasties here. It's 100% dust-free, free of heavy perfumes, and helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. That makes me really mad because everything in my room is black. And when they, I was using another kind of litter, the Sailor and Lula would go in there and use it. And then they would leave like little like ghost prints all over my black clothes. It's very hard to be a goth unless you have cloud control cat litter. New Cloud Control Cat Litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Hi, it's me, Paula Poundstone. And it's me, Adam Felber. We have a podcast called Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. It's a comedy podcast where we bring on experts to teach us stuff we need to know. And, by the way, the guy who came to tell us what to do when you encounter a bear never showed up. Anyway, it's fun. You are guaranteed laughs in every episode. You can't really guarantee laughs. What if somebody doesn't laugh? We'll get sued. Join us for our next episode where we have an expert in consumer law explain to us how to defend ourselves against one humorless litigious shut-in with enough time on their hands to sue us over our unfulfilled claim of guaranteed laughs in every episode here at MaximumFun.org. The Cat of the Week is Mabel from Green Bank, West Virginia. So this week, we're celebrating Pride. It's Pride Month, and this is going to be a big recommendation episode for all of our favorite LGBTQ plus authors. A great way to celebrate Pride is by supporting those authors, buying their books, getting their books from the library, reviewing them, and telling people about them. So, Bria, did you read any books for Pride Month? Um, I just picked up a book 
uh, for Pride Month. Um, I've, I've had a, I've been a, I'm, I'm a bit busy right now. Um, Rhea not is shooting the, multiple movies. <laughs> I'm not shooting multiple movies. I'm post on one movie and I'm shooting. You're another. making multiple movies. I'm making multiple movies. Um, I mean, I was telling Mallory, I'm in survival mode right now. I'm in a, I read about for 10 to 15 minutes a day, if that. You're a uh, woman on a journey. Before I fall asleep. So I just picked up a book called We Set the Dark on Fire. It's one I've been wanting to read by Taylor K. Magia. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's sort of a handmaid's tale mixed with an immigration allegory with an LGBT plotline. It's been coming up on a lot of like popular reads this year. Like people seem like they are into it and I've been excited to read it. And it's one I've been wanting to read. So, you know, I feel like Pride Month was a good thing for me because it gave me a little kick in the butt to be like, okay, I need to go and make sure I am reading one LGBTQ author this month, if I'm not already. And so I looked through my list and was like, I did not read any this month. That's the beauty of Pride Month. And it's nice. It made me like, made me like go, oh, I could be doing a better job of this. And it made me go purchase this book, which, you know, I rarely purchase Ooh, a book. Wow. So bought via Kindle this book and I'll let you know how it, how it is once I get to actually read it. How, what did you pick up this month? Uh, so besides most, mostly dead things, which I just talked about, um, I picked up... This, another really uh, highly anticipated read that I had this year is On Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vuong. Uh, and it's a literary fiction that's written in letters to the main character's mother that she'll never be able to read. Uh, so uh, his last poetry collection, Night Sky with Exit Wounds, maybe is my favorite poetry collection of all time. Mm. And I just absolutely fucking loved it. And I've been so excited for his um debut novel and I'm like this is the one that I'm going to be reading after Mostly Dead Things. Yeah I mean I think what's nice about the reminder of Pride Month is just to go look at your bookshelf. Yeah. Go look at your bookshelf go see what you have bought by an LGBTQ author and if you haven't like this is a good time to go do a little bit of research and find one. Yeah. Or listen to the rest of the books we're about to recommend and buy one of these. So my first recommendation is uh, it's a nonfiction book. It's called I Can't Date Jesus by Michael Arsenault. Uh, and I listened to the audiobook of this and it is so fucking good. So it's mm. an essay collection about growing up black and gay and it is so well written. It is hilarious but the writing is it's like that great mashup between like really funny writing but also really beautiful writing and I just loved it and he reads the audiobook. So it's really, really fantastic. Oh, nice. Nice, nice. What's your first pick? Um, well, I know we retired All the Birds in the Sky by Charlie Jane Anders, but we have not retired her <laughs> short story collection. Uh-huh. Ah, it's a loophole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you put the emphasis of a word on a second syllable instead of the first one, it makes it so much funnier to very, me. It is I'm very, very delirious, so that's very funny. <laughs> Hot pastrami. Um, okay. uh, but we haven't retired her. <laughs> This is going to be a weird day. Uh, We haven't retired her short story collection. Six months, three days, and five others. Six months, three days, five others. I think there's no and in there. Um, It's a great uh, collection of sci-fi stories that only Charlie Jane can do. There's one in particular I love. It's about two people who have um, one can see the future and one... It has to do with two people dating and the both of them have some way of viewing the future and they know like when they're going to break up. So there's like this, it's, but then one, it's this future, but maybe not necessarily. I can't totally remember the plot of the story, but it really like moved me. I thought it was very well Aww. done. It's a really great um, short story collection. 
Uh, my next pick is another short story collection. It's called Things to Do When You're Goth in the Country by Shaviza Woods. And so this collection, it's super weird and is wonderful. And it explores things like being a lesbian in the South and isolation, but also stuff to like, what do you do about alien lights that are in the swamp? Uh, and bonus, the hardcover is all black. It has like a black cover, black jacket, black edge pages. Wow, so black goth. writing. So it's extremely good summer goth accessory. I loved it. It's a quick read, and the um, the stories are just fantastic. Oh wow! Um, my next suggestion. We both picked three. Um, oh no, we both picked four. Oh no, you picked four. I picked three because <laughs> you're Mallory. Um, <laughs> um, my next suggestion is An Unkindness of Ghosts, which I've re- recommended many times. It's funny, I on the last shoot I was on, I was talking to one of the guys on the shoot, and he's like, oh, I'm reading this book, Unkindness of Ghosts. And it made me go like, oh, I feel like you and I have so much in common now. Like, it maybe it was that now. moment of like, I didn't feel like I knew very many people on the set, and I was suddenly like, oh, I have a friend. And like, <laughs> like weird. That's the beauty of book talk. I know, it really is. Um, an Unkindness of Ghosts, which is by River Solomon. It's an amazing book set on a spaceship. It looks at race, class, queerness. And um, I, I think this book is really fantastic. It's super well-written, great for people who like sci-fi, but if you don't like sci-fi, it's actually also totally accessible. Um, also, if you're looking to have a direct impact on an LGBTQ writer, Rivers has a Patreon where you can access their stories and um, give fi- uh, support financially directly to Rivers for as little as a dollar a month. And they explain on the website like all the things they use the money for and what their life is like and it's it's just a really I it's a Patreon that when I saw it I was like oh totally makes sense and like I think this is something to think about for Pride Month if you're particularly looking to support an LGBTQ author this it's a harder great, for great them fucking idea. yeah it's harder for them to get their work out there so like if, if you have an author you like go find their Patreon some of them are gonna have Patreons and I just happen to know when I was looking up Rivers for this I saw that they had this Patreon so if you enjoyed Unkindness of Ghosts I would say go Check that out. A dollar a month, that's $12 a year. It's really not that much. But yeah. Mallory and I both know that a dollar a month from a lot of people can add up. Yep, sure can. It really helps. What's your next recommendation? Uh, so I have to recommend past guest and friend of the show, Nick White. Yeah. Uh, so his novel, How to Survive a Summer, which is one of was I think, was Nick our second guest ever? Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, but I and it, so how to survive a summer? His novel is absolutely fucking awesome. But I really want to talk about his short story collection, Sweet and Low. Uh, it's been it's been one of my favorite short story collections that came out over the past few years. It's such a great summer read, really good beach read. The stories are sweet and sometimes sad, but they're always beautiful. The cover is just like it's it's like pastel yellow and pink, and it's just so cute. It's mm-hmm. such a good summer book, and I loved it. Uh, Bria, what's your last pick? Um, well, I had to include one non-sci-fi book because I was like, listen, <laughs> I do read things that aren't sci-fi. I know it's Good shocking. Good job, Bria. I know it's shocking. But um, the one, I, I I thought about it a lot, but the one I really wanted to recommend because I don't feel like I've talked about it on the show is called Zami, A New Spelling of My Name. It's a biomythography by Audre Lorde. Maybe I've talked about it before. But um, a biomythography because it kind of combines um, an autobiography with history, with um, essentially Audre Lorde's life, which uh, was growing up in Mexico and also in America during Jim Crow era racism. She was born in 1934 and was a black queer woman who was visually impaired. So like oh, wow. the uh, the things that she had to deal with are really fascinating wow. and tough. Tough to read, really tough to read, but a beautiful, well-written, amazing book and um, totally worth picking up when you're, especially like just knowing queer histories, I think is very important. And I'm 
this one definitely is is uh, a huge one for me. It was something I felt like was really educational for me. And yeah, I, I love this book. I totally recommend it. Uh, and my last pick is a book that I just read. It was another one, another book that I picked up when it came out and saved for Pride Month. It's uh, Long Live the Tribe of Fatherless Girls by T. Kira Madden. Uh, so this is another one of my like most anticipated 2019 releases. It's a nonfiction book. Uh, it's a coming-of-age memoir. Uh, about so many things. It's about the intersection of being mixed race and queer and growing up in the South and being, you know, the only woman of color, like, in her friend group for a really long time and, like, realizing that she was gay. And it is super funny. It is fantastic. It examines so many important things because her life was at the, her life growing up was at the intersection of so many things. Like, her parents were, they were very wealthy. Like, she, like, rode ponies and, like, had, like, her, she's from Madden, like, the shoe Madden. Oh, wow. Like, she's from that like line of or like that family but her family also like struggle with all kinds of crazy like drugs and abuse and all kinds of crazy stuff so just like and you know at the same like her father is white and her mother is hawaiian and just like all of the like all these different um like different types of privileges but also um these like just so there was so much inter- intersectionality in her life that she gets to examine things from such an interesting perspective, and it takes place all in Florida. You know, I'm all obsessed with Florida. Yeah, yeah. It is <laughs> it's so good, and the writing is just fucking devastating. Like she deals with a lot of grief and a lot of uh, just a lot of heartbreak and a lot of like finding herself, and the way that she writes about it is so beautiful. Like I inhaled this book. It, oh, it like definitely made me cry at the end. Like, but at the end of it, I was just like, you know, when you're just like laid out by a book and you have to like lay on the floor, like this was one of those. I I think I read it in two sittings. It's so fucking good. So, uh, and and don't forget, like this is look, Pride Month comes but once a year, (laughs) but that doesn't mean that you can't embrace Pride Month year round. You can, you can. I mean, I think this is an important thing. It was a nice reminder for me but also like to look at the books that you've been reading for the past year do they have like lgbt storylines are you supporting lgbt authors and and queer authors um throughout the year that's like an important thing to think about when you're looking at your reading if you want to be a well-rounded reader because the things that those authors are going to include are going to be different maybe than some other authors that you're reading yeah it's i mean you know depending on how much you read it's always good to like look at the percentage like if you read a bunch of books a month like every month go hey if i read a book with a gay protagonist if i read a book written by a gay person if i read read a book written by a trans person uh or if you read only a few books a year just look at the percentage of that and make sure you're keeping your reading inclusive and diverse because it's really important to support those authors but also just for your own reading life you don't want to just you know have a lame boring straight view of the world all the time (laughs) and like like Bria said I think the Patreon thing is fantastic there's so many different ways to support uh, authors and even if you can't financially afford you know to do a Patreon make sure that you're reviewing these authors you make sure you're telling Mm. people about them it's you know books thrive on word of mouth and just like Bria said a lot of uh you know, LGBTQ plus authors have a harder time getting their work out there. So the uh, more that you can help spread the word and, you know, give them a review on Goodreads or on Amazon or on Audible or at the library or wherever you review your books or posting about it on your Twitter or Instagram or recommending it to somebody, it's the best thing you can do and it's free and it doesn't take that much time. Yep. So you can send your Pride Month recommendations to Reading Glasses Podcast at gmail.com. And before we solve a reader problem, we're going to take a quick break. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent 
or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. And then that's how my day starts. Yeah. Come on. I'm I, so yeah. sick of it. <laughs> when is that going to be over? Like, I want it to stop. <laughs> Teresa, you're hurting my ears. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Yeah, no, that's... I just hate it. Yeah, I don't blame you. It sucks. It really sucks. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Find us on MaximumFun.org on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now it's time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners, one of our wonderful Sarahs. Oh. I recently acquired an omnibus of the Gorman Gas trilogy by Mervyn Peake, and I'm looking forward to reading it, but I'm not sure if it counts as one book or as three. It's massive, over a thousand pages, and I will probably not read all three books back to back. I'm especially confused when it comes to Goodreads and my reading challenge on there. If I go based on the edition, it would only count as one book, but that feels like I'm selling myself short. Do I mark the individual, <laughs> it, do I mark the individual books as read as I go, even though those aren't the editions I'm reading? But then if I mark the omnibus as read, that would be technically four books. Do I mark the percentage as I read each section and leave it on my current reading shelf for ages what should sarah do deep nerdy question this is what we're here for <laughs> this is the nerdiest of nerd this is such a reading glasses cool. listener question yeah, this it's is very the reading glasses like shit. this is so many people were, if this is your first time listening to the show we're like what <laughs> like seriously so many people just turned it right off um but if you didn't here we are if you're worried about your book count sarah and are trying to reach a goal by the end of the year, I think you count it as several books. Because if you're like, I'm trying to read, whatever, 15 books by the end of the year, count it as three books. I think that that's totally fair. Don't feel like you have to, like, um, worry about it. For me, I probably just count it as one book at the end because I'm, I don't do the percentage thing. I don't have the energy to, and I don't worry about book count. So, for me, I would be like, uh, fuck it, I'll just count it as one big omnibus. But um, I would say don't worry about the percentage, but maybe if you're, I guess if she's not reading it straight through, maybe that is when you do the percentage. Or I would just count it as four books and do it separately. That would, that would or whatever it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so just finish the first book, count that as a book, take a break from it, come back to it, finish the second one. Because I, it sounds like Sarah's probably worried about her book count and she's probably trying to reach a certain goal. And that does seem silly to count a book that is technically four books as one book. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? So you know how sometimes you eat a... You- you find a bunch of chips stuck together and you're, with cheese and your nachos and you eat the whole thing and you're like, oh, it counts as one. I think <laughs> I think books are the opposite of that. Are you counting nachos? You're <laughs> like, I can only have four nachos, but this one's one. Well, you know if you're sharing nachos with somebody oh, okay, and then you yeah. get see one that's no. like this, a bunch of cheese stuck, it's like four chips with, and you're like, oh, it counts as one. I haven't had nachos in like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> you got like a far The last look time I had a nacho. It's been a, you're like take a long drag off a cigarette. You're like, I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Nachos. Uh, I think books are the opposite of that. I think, okay. Oh, okay. I think Sarah should absolutely mark them individually. I don't think, uh, remember, like, remember, what we, like we say with audiobooks, it's not the format that matters. It's the book itself. You know, so if these were four audiobooks that you listen to in a row, they would be four books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to mark them individually on Goodreads. The Snoop police are definitely not going to burst into your house to double check. And if it makes you feel better after you've completed the omnibus, you can find the omnibus on Goodreads and mark that as read. But for now, I definitely think treat them like individual books that are just roommates. But what do you think about the percentage question? Because she's like, do I put in... I do the percentage of, of the book, that the actual book that you're reading. I, this is also coming from an author perspective. So, like, 
you, you if you only do the percentage of one book and only review one book and only market as one book, they're losing out on all those Goodreads reviews. Oh, so you think they should do it? Definitely do the like percentage of the book there of the first book. Yes, percentage of the second book. Yes, or say first book read. Yes, yeah. treat, okay. Treat, I the, treat them as four books that are living together in one house. They're, yeah, they're book you. roommates that live in the same cover and they're pals, and yeah. just treat them like four different books. So if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And as always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember that you can buy Reading Glasses tote packs and shirts and bookmarks in the Maximum Fun store. You can show off your love of reading and look sexy. There's a link in the show notes and it really, really helps us out. And if you want to support the show without spending any money, but also looking very sexy, you can please rate and review us on iTunes. Nothing is sexier than reviewing a podcast on iTunes. (laughs) It's really great for us. It helps you know, us reach more readers. when I get on a date, I say, listen, how many podcasts have you reviewed? Because if this is less than three, I can't sleep with you. Oh, yeah. You know, nothing. Sometimes I'll see a, see a person over in the corner. I'm like, mm, are they reviewing a podcast? Because <laughs> they're looking fine. Uh, you can find us. Uh, you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on, e- on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. And you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening. And thanks for reading. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.